and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for The Great Hunt. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve. Yeah! Feel that energy? I like that. My, my whole feel body it. is like shaking. It's trembling. I'm electric. I feel like Beetlejuice. I'm hey, multiplying. How's it going? Hey. I like that Beetlejuice. You know, why haven't they made another Beetlejuice movie? That's a real question. That is a good... It's been like 20 years. Did you know that they were going to make... There was a sequel penned called uh, Be- Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Yes, I heard this Beetlejuice story. Goes Hawaiian. I think Kevin Smith was attached to it in some capacity, but that just would have been really good Beetlejuice running around in a, in a, in a, in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm all about it. Hey, well, hey, uh, hey, aloha, baby. Hey. Michael Keaton anyone give me a, is an untapped dagger treasure. Dagger, here's something <laughs> no he is yes you're right but i don't give a fuck about him put someone else as beetlejuice he's old he's too old yeah bill skarsgård too old <laughs> no stellar skateboard Stel- too old. <laughs> no i don't want any of them oh man you know you hit you, you hit the nail right on the head but that's neither here or there we're talking about people unpopular opinion harry styles from one direction as beetlejuice 2024 wait for it Ooh, that's not bad. Actually, that that's actually a good choice. That's a good choice. Thanks. All right. Thanks. That's why I'm here. Casting the future. What we're actually here for is to talk to cast today's chapter. Yeah. Chapter nine, baby. Chapter nine. Closing in on our second week. Almost done. Almost done. Second week. You know. Hey, we're closing in on our second week, eh? <laughs> Today's chapter. I like. What am I doing? I'm just like mocking ourselves. I know. <laughs> Today's chapter is called leave taking. Yeah, and as I already stated in yesterday's chapter, that this is just a, a lifted name that he just took from the last. There's a chapter in book one called leave taking. I. This isn't that. This isn't that one. Here. Here is. This is the. This is the second book. A prediction for the whole series. I believe the name choices, like the chapter name choices, is going to show up in every single book. Every book. Yeah. Every book. One after the other. After I think you're other. right. Here. Okay, hold on. I have some of the other books. I have some of the other books. Let's check right now. Oh, God. I have Winter's Heart. Book nine. Like, what was I doing buying book nine? You're, you're ready. I was like, oh, I'll need this. <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll need this. I've read the first one. Uh. Okay. 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 What do we got? What do we got? Na, na, na. The Streets of Camelot. That sounds good. A Cup of Tea. That sounds like a good chapter, too. Ooh. Mm. Well, well, sort of break it to you. Fuck. <laughs> we, uh, we have no choices here. Why no. did you go and break my heart? I wanted to know, I wanted to know this later. <laughs> when I, well, we would have forgotten anyway. When this show flopped for sure. <laughs> and we're still doing it. Yeah. You do your thing. I'm gonna have to check out. I also have the Shadow Rising book four. This is pretty good. This I'll need in like a year or so, maybe less. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we have a choice this year. Okay. We do. We don't. Ah, damn it. We don't. Seen lots and lots of great chapter names. So is there one called that has been chapter by chapter names for this week? <laughs> is there one called bread and cheese? 
It never gets old. Bread and cheese dreams. You know what? I'm keeping my eye open for cheese here in the chapters, but I'm not seeing a lot. Play for your cheese. Uh, that's a yeah. that's a chapter in my auto, cheese, here's autobiography, one. everybody. The Cheddar Reborn. The Cheddar Reborn is one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love that. That, that. sounds good. That's a great one. All right. But today's chapter of The Great Hunt, book two of The Wheel of Time, is leave-taking. So, coming off hot off the heels of uh, yesterday's chapter, uh, with Rand being... Rand, and Matt, and Perrin are basically, at this point, just getting ready to go. We're just... We catch up with them. Gearing up. And uh, ready to go on their big quest. But the quest is a little bit different this time. It seems like it's a big old sausage fest. We've got ourselves... Let's... Let's do a little bit of a name count here. We got Loyal. He's joining. We have Loyal. We have yep, Loyal's there. Ran. We got Ran, Matt, and Perrin. Ran, Matt, and Perrin. Uh, the boys. Ingtar. Ingtar. Uh, yep. A, a nice little guy named Uno. Uno. And, yeah, he's not very nice. He's a hardened warrior. Yes, that's true. Right. I'm mistaken. I think I just said that out of just that. That's how I just introduced the guy. All right. Don't worry. D- Will? Don't worry about it. Now I'm in my head and I'm free- freaking out and I'm scared. Uh, and this be scared. and this other guy. But the, no, don't be scared. Fear is a mind killer. Ooh, there you go. See what I did? There? Yeah, I saw that. Season two of chapter by chapter. Don't don't Doom. don't listen to it. <laughs> don't listen to Will. Absolutely listen to it. Um, I'm sending my kids through college, which is just me <laughs> through life. And finally, the other, the last guy that I have in my in mind right now, I didn't list everybody off, but Huron, the sniffer, and I'm the sniffer. I am all about this guy. So, like, this guy shows up near this... the end of this whole bit of everybody talking to each other. There's a couple of things that happen dur- during here, but I want to first talk about Huron, the sniffer, and parents probably knew pissed off about of, this. I knew a couple of sniffers back in the day. I bet you did. They were always the same, <laughs> putting anything they can in their nose. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. this character. He he was unexpected, and he's really fun. He he's a sniffer because he can smell violence. Yeah, very specific thing. Yeah, it's very odd. It doesn't really make much sense. No, no, no. But but uh, they, I mean, they it's, they lay it all out for him as well. Like they're like, uh, or he lays it out. He's like, look, I can smell like if somebody broke their arm, but that smell is gone in a couple of hours. But if somebody murdered somebody, that's a foul smell, and that's going to be there for a couple of days at least. And everybody's like, and "Okay." He, <laughs> and he explains that it just sort of like it just sort of happened one day, and he just started just sort of started smelling death and pain and suffering. And then he was recruited, and they were like, "Hey, come work for us." Hey, you got it by the the Ayoman, I think. Uh, was he recruited by? No, he he joined the Shy Shinarin. These are the Shinarin people. I don't know. Yes, the shiny. Yeah. Forgive me, but I'm mixing my made-up words again. There is, there. I just I, the whole time when he was talking about his sniffing abilities, I just thought of Perrin just standing next, like next to next to him, just looking at him, just like well, Perrin, fucking there, piece of shit. Perrin, That's my job. Perrin does. There are there there are a few moments of tension in these chapters uh, today and tomorrow's where there's there's a moment where Perrin says he smells something, and then it mentions that Huron's looking at him, giving him a stink eye, but he's giving everyone a stink eye. Yeah, but. Right after Perrin says, like, ooh, mm, what is that, eggs? Someone cooking scrambled eggs? And then Huron's just like, bitch, you think you can smell? You want to have a smell off? 
So which I hope happens. What what is the uh what is the uh the spectrum of violence that he can spell? Like what constitutes his violence? Now we're getting really philosophical. Does cracking an egg well, open count as violence? Can he smell a cracked egg? He's it's like violent against egg. It's violent against chickens. Violence against eggs. chickens. Doesn't have to be a chicken. It can be any tor- type of type of bird. You know, it's an egg. Violence against the egg. Which came first, the egg or the chicken? In this case, it's the egg. So if you do the violence to the egg, there is no chicken because the egg has been smashed. <laughs> so he's like, that smells like. That sounds like uh That's death. That's a dead chicken. Probably, eggs probably smells like, like cooking. Probably smells of death, unless it's bread and cheese. That just smells scrumptious. I don't know. Well, how do you get that cheese? Hmm. You don't have to kill a cow. No, but you have to. You have to violently milk them. <laughs> well, you can do it centrally. So I've heard, <laughs> and I think that the stench would part with the cheese by the time the whole cheese process is done the milk the milk might smell but once the milk is is cheap you know how long it takes to fucking make cheese will it takes forever you gotta like put it in your basement forget about it for like a couple years <laughs> come down and you have a block <laughs> like, hey what a happy accident but also in this whole um merry band of heroes we have don't we have the the, the boat the boat captain? No, no, that happens later on in this uh, in this chapter. And there's a couple things I want to talk about before we talk about Bail Doman. And he shows up. And Bail Doman, if you guys all remember, he was the riverboat captain that uh, Matt and Rand and I believe Lan hitched a ride on to Whitebridge uh, in mm-hmm. Eye of the World. But we'll get to that guy. Yeah, he's back. For another next thing I want to talk about is this conversation that Lan has with Rand. So the first thing, one of the first things that happens in the <clears> chapter is Rand comes up to the front gate. He's seeing everybody getting getting used to each other, getting ready to go on their on their merry way. Uh, he sees Matt and Perrin, and they ignore him. He feels sad, and then Lan comes up to They're him. They're pissed at him. Oh yeah, rightfully so. Lan comes up to him and he's like, "Hey man, I need to talk to you for a second. Loyal, fuck off. I need to talk to you for a second. Loyal's like, oh. He just like throws a bunch of leaves at Loyal and Loyal chases them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Lan comes up to Ran and he's like, look, I want to talk to you about something. It's called sheathing the sword. And uh, oh, no. and he's like, Ran's like, I've already had this conversation with my dad. I don't need to talk about this again. He's like, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> also, there was, yeah, also there was this big guy, this really, really, really big guy named Tiny. And uh, he, he wanted to talk to me about sheathing his sword. Too, but I don't. I'm, I got to get the finish. I don't know where I don't know where he was going. With yeah, it. we'll see, we'll see on the, the tomorrow's chapter. <laughs> uh, oh no! No, he's like Rand's like or Lan is like sheathing the sword. So if you ever get into a situation, you know that's unwinnable, I want you to take that sword and sheath it right into your belly. <laughs> Kill yourself, I guess. Right inside you, and like. But that's such a. Weird... I don't think he'll die from it. He'll probably like explode into a big fire boy or something. No, it's like it, it. What it is, I think, is just one of those like intimidation tactics. Like, have you ever gone to a fight with somebody who just tore their ear off before they started fighting you? You don't want to fight that guy anymore. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be out. At the media, this the fight starts, just rips his ear off. You're like, oh. throws it at you. Whoa! Eats it. <laughs> Like you win, then the guy bleeds to death, and you win. You can have the parking spot, man. <laughs> no, no, you end up winning because that guy bleeds to death from ear, ear, ear bleed. <laughs> death by ear bleed. 
fatality. <laughs> Which is also something I think we've unfortunately given a few of our listeners. So I have to apologize for that. Hey, there's a few of us that like it. Us, meaning you and I. You and I. <laughs> uh, I just thought I just thought that was an interesting thing to tell a 15 year old. You know, a guy who's got a lot of pressure on him. Uh, there's this. It's important to remember Rand is 15. Yeah. And there's people are saying a lot of things to him that are interesting, interesting choices to say to a 15 year old. Maybe that's why the chapter choices keeps coming up because of all of the poor choices that the adults in Rand's life are making. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, why would you say that to a 15 year old kid who's already like struggling? Because he knows he's a magic dragon. Kill yourself. Because he's not going to actually die. He's trying to tell him that and then he'll do it and he'll become the genie from Aladdin or something. Why wouldn't he just do it right now? Like, why in the land is like, hey, before we go on any, anything else, like, because I read this probably, in a book. Because it's probably not good. It's probably like Dark Phoenix. Oh. You know? Like, it works. Yeah. But he's probably going to fuck shit up. Also, like, and a parent has to kill him. We've probably said it. His animantium claws. We've probably said it a few times. Oh, man. <laughs> We've probably said it a few times, but I think we're definitely going to see a, a heel a, vil- a heel turn, a villain turn for Ran at some point in this series. Yeah. I think he'll come back around, but... Just a huge like redemption more more. arc, you know. Like maybe it's a uh, Ma- like yeah. maybe the series turns into the Matt and Perrin show for a couple of books, and Rand's like off with. Uh, I think it'll turn into the Matt show. Is my is my guess. I like Perrin that. will probably just go running around with wolves, sniffing each other's butts, <laughs> hanging out. I don't know. This is how you really smell. This is real smelling. Fucking hero. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. He's a sniffer now. Yeah. Uh, and what, there was another thing that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Amelin Seat comes out, and she's like, I'm going to bid adieu to all these nice, nice people, and as they, uh, on their great quest to go get this, get this horn or whatever they're going after. That's what she says. It's a quote for quote in the book. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. I got a, I got a, I got a tanning appointment. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go get my nails did. And, uh... During this whole like sort of like ceremony type thing, I guess, um, like Agelmar Al- is like right next to her and he's like pleading with her, like "Don't go, come on." I I hired like Chippendales. They're gonna they're coming down. They're gonna come by. <laughs> it's Chippendales. The way you said it sounded like Chip and Dales, like the I, Disney guys. Uh, what's the difference? Well, one of them are one of them are male human male strippers, and the others are squirrel strippers. Oh, chipmunks! I, chipmunks, to be precise, I think one's a chipmunk, one's a squirrel. Oh, we should start a Chip and Dale podcast. Absolutely, <laughs> just call it Chip and Dale's Chip and Dale's talk. Chip and Dale's rescue radio. <laughs> Boom! Whoever steals that from us, you're welcome. Yeah, you dick. Yeah, thank you, thank you. For, you're welcome for all the money you're gonna have. Um. Yeah, he's uh, he's pleading with her not to go because of the events that happened the night before. Uh, Amberlynn doesn't give a shit. She's like, nah, I'm going to wish them, I'm going to bid them farewell, and then I'm going to get the hell out of here. I got to get back to Tarvalon. and I got some knitting to do. Um, <clears throat> during this whole conversation, this whole, like, bidding farewell ceremony, Rand notices some freaky eyes, some some of the same eyes he saw earlier in the book when, when he's, like, trying to find a way out of this place. He's seeing spooky eyes everywhere. And the guy... It's like Dollarama in Halloween season. Am I right? (laughs) 
how many pairs of spooky eyes do you need to buy as a consumer? Really? Maybe one. I got way Maybe too one. many. Way too many. I got ones that pop out of your head. I got ones that are got going every way. You know? Um, and then that, that pair of eyes comes out of the crowd, shoots an arrow at supposedly Rand, but misses and scratches the Amarillin. The Amarillin seat. And, uh, oh, yeah. just a big deal. It's like the end of 300 when, uh, when Xerxes gets a spear in the face. Yeah. I, said, yeah. I thought of that too. When I read it, um, here's the thing about this. They brush this off way too quickly. They're just like, ah, well, there's just dark friends everywhere. I think, well, you know, that happens. They, uh, carry on, carry on. Yeah. Uh, well fought. We've won the battle today, but not the war. Carry on. <laughs> I think that's actually a line in the book. Um, <laughs> the thing that I, I noticed here is like they're so quick to play it off like oh okay well there's just dark friends as well as like they're pretty sure and Rand is pretty sure the guy was aiming at him and then missed it and scratched was. that I don't think he was I think he purposely made it look like he was aiming for Rand scratched the emerald and see and now she's got like some sort of dark poison in her She's tainted. She's tainted in some sort she of way. Dark taint in her. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's what you might be honest on. I think that, and then they're all gonna go back to ta- Tarvalon, and the Zamorlin seat's gonna start speaking some weird nonsense, you know, some exorcist shit. Maybe using her power. Maybe she'll get all corrupt and use her power to further corrupt and aid the dark friends. There we go. Now we're thinking. Bezelman. Now it's up to Moraine to stop this lady from fucking shit up. Or maybe they just bail from her or something like that. And they just like, you're crazy. No, we're going to get a wizard battle. We're going to get an intense wizard battle with Moraine and the Amaranth Seat. And it's going to be tension because they grew up together. She used to yeah. suckle on her bosom or something, <laughs> rest on her bosom when she was a sugar baby. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be like Anakin and Obi-Wan. Absolutely. Why would they talk about their history as much as they've had, as much as Jordan has, if it wasn't going to lead up to something like this? You know? Yep. All right, uh, and that pretty much wraps up there. That's when we meet Huron. He's the sniffer. Parents pissed off about it, uh, and then they go off their merry way. The second part of this chapter is with our old sky captain in the world of tomorrow, Bill Domon. And yeah, except he's a water captain. He's water captain. So I and the world of I yesterday. Take offense to that. Yep. <laughs> He's back. I uh, I'm really excited that he's back. He's a piratey. He's sort of a piratey fun guy. I love. Are you listening to the audiobook? Mm, not for not right now. Okay. The sometimes the guy. The answer to that is sometimes the guy that does the audiobook. I can't remember his name. Uh, there's two people that does the audiobook. Audiobook. Whenever it's from a woman's perspective, they switch to a woman's voice, and whenever it's a guy's perspective, they switch to the guy's voice. And this guy, he does this full-on, like, Irish accent for Bale. And it's amazing. Fantastic. It is so good. I wonder where the Irish come from. Where does he... Where Do do we know where Bale hails from? Uh, he's from Ilion. It says it in this chapter. He's like, I'm from here. So, are, and, so is Ilion... Oh, no. Is Ilion just Ireland? Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, you can imagine it, right? You went, this whole chapter or this whole bit. Is the Hunt of the Horn just St. Patrick's Day? It, uh, is it just a same, giant St. Patrick's Day yeah, parade? They drink. They th- the horn is what you drink out of. You know, it's a beer. It's funnel. a beer funnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no wonder it calls the the dead back. So it's just this whole party 
That's what they just call it. It's just like an Irish term for like a great big party, you know? I'm sure there's like some sort of yeah. like cultural thing. It's like, oh, we're bringing the dead back. And it just means getting fucked up. It's like Day of the Dead. It's like Day of the Dead. Right? Yep. So he comes Same in. Thing. And this chapter is interesting because he is meeting a couple of people who've got a job for him. And uh, it seems like they're setting him up. They're setting him up for something bad here. Because I can't remember exactly the turn of events. But Bale Doman is currently like feeling pressure uh because of all the shit that like people just seem interested in his boat right now and there's people like killing his crew and uh people are trying to sneak onto the boat people chasing him aren't they what's that are there people chasing him not chasing maybe chasing i can't remember for pursuing yeah i feel like there's pressure like bale is feeling some pressure right now and that's why he feels like the need for retiring, but he's taking up this one last job from these mysterious, mysterious three guys, which unfortunately means he's probably going to die. I think he might die. It's whenever you do one last job and you're planning to retire after it, it doesn't go well. La familia. Usually, one last. Time. Especially if you're a pirate in medieval times. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not. He's not going to make it that much longer. Um, the the interesting thing is that the people who paid him paid him with Tarva lawn coins. And uh, I said I are not looked well in Ileon. So it was basically ensuring that if he took the coin, he couldn't spend it immediately in Ileon. He had to actually leave because it would just look bad. And eventually the children of light will fi- find out about this guy hawking Tarvalon money everywhere. Mm. It's like when you get a bunch of Canadian tire money. And then, uh, you know, for those, for again, for those who uh, are less privileged, let's say. <laughs> Uh, Canadian Tire is a department store in Canada. You get your, you get your, you get everything. You get it. <laughs> you just get it. You just get it. You get everything there. But here's the thing: is you know, you spend enough money, they give you Canadian Tire money. It's a special currency. But if you spend enough and you get a bunch, you walk out the door and you come right back in and spend it again. And you're like, well, now I got an extra couple bucks. You know, so maybe I'll go get myself a, I don't know, maybe a watering can, maybe a shovel. Stimulating their own internal economy. But you come back in, and now you're the one, and you're spending that money right away, and they know. <laughs> they know what you're doing, and they're like, you just got that. You're supposed to forget about that. How many? And leave it in the sock drawer for 20 years <laughs> until you throw it away. How many hammers do you have? Honestly. Why do you keep- The answer is never enough. <laughs> why are you always coming back- I have back three hammers. hammers. All the time. I have three. I have, uh, I have four hammers. One's just a very small one. It's travel size. So- Bale's got Canadian Tire money. They don't like that in Ileon. They're a, they're a Lowe's. They're much more of a Lowe's place. Uh, mm-hmm. People in the States might know that one. They might know that one. I don't know if they have their own currency, though. I don't think so. Maybe maybe a, like a membership card, but that's not the same. It's not the same. Not the same, man. Not even close. Uh, so they, he's got a Bale. Hey. Ew. Bale's got a Bale. He gets on his boat. He tells oh, his boy. buddy, like, uh, Yarin or something like that. Hey. Gather yep. the crew. Let's get the hell out of here. Like we've got shit to do and people to people to talk to. He gets onto the hoist the sails. He gets onto the boat, and the note that the guys I hired him uh, gave him to pass on to the people that he, the person that he's supposedly is supposed to meet uh, in Tommen's Head or that area. He's supposed to like come into the uh, sail to that area. Yeah, like Ammon's. He looks at the note and it says, "Do you think I'm cute?" <laughs> Secret admirer XO X. Yes. 
no. <laughs> Please circle. <laughs> He's like, really? All right. No, the uh, the note basically says like whoever is giving you this note, which is bail, is a dark friend and is wanted for murder or whatever it says. Uh, you have to kill him. Hang him up by him boot by his bootstraps, uh, and leave him to die. And then whatever we don't take from his ship is yours to keep. That's your reward. And uh, Bell takes notice of this. Oof. You know he, uh, <laughs> you know he assesses his options. Yeah, he thinks about it for a second, and he yeah. then because Bell gets the note. Yeah, Bell gets the note. He takes the note. He the guys give the note to him. And uh, they say, don't open this. And he's like, huh, sure. And then as soon as he gets on his boat, he, he has his own pirate way of like uh, opening seals without breaking them. Yeah, you hold it over boiling water. Exactly. That's, you know, boiling yams. It's an old trick. You gotta get. It could be anything, but yams are preferable. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it if you want to do it right. Um, yeah, and that's how he's able to read the note. And then he just puts the note away and he takes stock of all the shit that he has in his on his boat. And one thing is uh, made of coendiar, the material heartstone is the is the is the common term, and that yeah. is the same material used for the seals, like the forsaken seals. So, Bail Doman. So this is a forsaken seal? I th- question mark. I think that this is a forsaken seal, possibly, and. It's it's very possible that Bail is going to die, and whoever is going to get that seal is going to break it open and release, possibly Bale's... that lady, that lady of darkness that's going to seduce Ran. Whoa! We are getting so much closer to the Super Smash Brothers All Star <laughs> Battle that's going to happen at the end of this book. They're talking a lot about Arthur Hotwing. Oh yeah, I think I, I called him Arthur Hotwing. Oh, that's a good. That wasn't even on purpose. Oh, that was a good one. It's like a that's a little nod to the to the future, maybe, of, of the chapter yeah. media, <laughs> chaps media. <laughs> Yo, Arthur Hotwing. That's good. That's a great one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, Bale. It's Bale's not making it out alive. Unfortunately, he you know, he said he was going to retire. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Hold me to it. It's one of my predictions. I won't get points for it because it's past the deadline. But he's going down. I mean, we're we're, we're taking care of the we're taking the predictions with like a, a grain of salt here. Like it. Well, it's a grain. It's of sand. you know, it's kind of like whose line is it anyways? You know, where the game is made up and the points yeah. don't matter. It is like that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like I'm like Wayne Brady. Yeah, you're kind of like Wayne Brady. I am Colin Mockery. Because I'm always singing songs, but not funny. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, yeah, so you know. Yeah, it's beautiful. All right, well, that's it. That's it. That's all we gotta talk about. <laughs> well, that is chapter eight, folks. It wasn't today. It wasn't a treat today. It wasn't a nice. Tomorrow is chapter Friday, nine, and that means T- today was chapter nine. End of the week. That was chapter nine. Wow, wasn't a nice. Wasn't it <laughs> a ride? Chapter nine. So good. Thank you, as always, for listening, friends. Even if you're dark friends, it's okay with us as long as you download our podcast. Rate it five stars. Please. We would like to, we're really trying to get our, our ratings up everywhere. So wherever you we are listening, try and rate us. If you 
have an iPhone, even if you don't use iTunes, please go on iTunes and, and give us a rating on there. Five stars, of course. If it's anything less, please don't do it. Uh, <laughs> those ratings, those iTunes ones still matter more than anything for whatever backwards reason. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that would mean the world to us. And, of course, we will be back tomorrow for Chapter 10. The Hunt Begins! At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite. 